This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, everybody, to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. I'm going to try and do this really quickly because Jeffrey's got a bunch of whole food in his mouth. So I got to get him to talk really, really quick. But we're talking about embracing the grind today. Embrace the grind. Embrace the grind. Now is the time college season's over, but Jeff's kind of heating up. So for me, it's a little bit less of the grind. For Jeff, we're just starting the grind, baby. So let's bring on the talent of the podcast, Jeffrey Lavecchio. Vax, what's going on today? Just trying to heat it up before we beat it up, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fueling it up, warming it up, getting ready to go. I like it. I uh, You're a quick chewer. Better believe it. When you have less teeth, it's easier, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't it be the opposite? <laughs> Completely opposite, I would assume. But, you know, I was making it work. I like it, man. So you're, you're gearing up. You probably got guys coming back into town right now. Are you jazzed and ready to go? Dude, stoked stoked have my youngest group going they're already on week uh five my youngest group of uh midget midget triple a players down to like <sighs> most of them are like most of them are 18 17 16 i got two 14 year olds in there because one of them was my high school coach's son and uh another one is a guy who built the rink he's a great dude and his kids worked really hard for me in one-on-one sessions and we do them so i let him in also um and uh yeah dude it's been awesome got a bunch of junior guys back uh this last week they started up so that's been cool too a couple new college guys it's going well big news too i bought gmbm.com i saw that so yeah. website coming or what soup yeah yeah i've already already paid the the website developer so i'm really excited to uh follow in your footsteps you know hockeythinktank.com is it's such a great website and it's so clean and it, it it's like it's intuitive you know i've been trying to like look at other websites that i really like so i can give my web designer ideas of how i want mine to work and things i'm going to use it for and stuff like that and so i'm really i'm really excited they wanted eighteen thousand doll hairs when i reached out to them what? yeah like these people like buy buy all these different domains for like a hundred bucks for like three years oh, and yeah. just squat on them and they hope yeah. that somebody comes along and wants it how long have I you talk- been trying to get this one uh, well, I try, I reached out to them four years ago and they wanted 16 grand or 15 or 16 grand back then. And I was like, that's ridiculous. No. And then I reached out to him again. And over the course of a, like a month to a month and a half, I talked him down to 5,500. So, I mean, it's still ridiculous, but like, I mean, you know, 
it's a lot better than 18 grand. So I'm really excited because I'm going to start doing like a weekly blog on there talking about different things, performance. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I got to <laughs> spell things out. You know, I got to learn how like Microsoft Word works. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. You know, I definitely can't use Excel. I've tried. Can't use it. So that's too much for me. And it's nice that I just made Steph just spit her food out all over herself while she's listening to us talk here. Actually, but come to think of it. It's funny you say Excel because I literally just bought something online. It's an Excel spreadsheet and it's like a habit tracker. So this oh, woman, cool. I think it's like Emily Excels or something like that. She has this like habit tracker where you can, you know, obviously you can print it out or put it on Google Drive or Google Sheets, whatever you want to do. But it's just basically like an accountability checklist of like all the things you need to do throughout the day and you set goals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Is that an app? It's no, it's literally an Excel spreadsheet that you download. So you pay for it and you download it. Oh, we'll have to talk more about that. That's pretty cool. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I haven't used it yet. I bought it uh, late last night um, just to kind of get ready for the springtime and stuff like that. Get, uh, get centered and get my routine now that yeah. it's changing again a little bit more. Yeah into into fine-tuned here so um yeah it's, it's i think that stuff is just really important having the ability to really routinize if that's even a word routineize your day <laughs> and we'll just give it. yourself little checklists give yourself little accountability reminders and stuff um for me and like you i know you're big on seeing stuff seeing huge things along the wall reminders on your phone all that i, I just think that stuff's paramount and so if you want to be productive if you want to um you know, be disciplined with what you do. You have to have some sort of accountability structure to be able to do that, you know? Absolutely. And, and we talk about this all the time, but like, I mean, leave no stone unturned. I think like some younger players, they think that stuff, like if they did it, their friends would make fun of them or something. And I'm like, Hey, who cares? Uh, especially as you get better minute after minute, week after week, month after month, year after year. And all of a sudden you're blowing the doors off everybody. Cause you're staying, you're doing everything you need to do, you know? Um, but I, I just think like, it just shows you want it, you know, and being, being willing to like put yourself out there and do things like that, you know, writing your goals down daily talks, you know, positive self-talking, all these little things we always talk about, but you know, anything that you can do to like, make sure that you're sticking to your daily details, habits, and routines that we, we, know will make you better it's just massively important yeah and and just going along with what you were saying about like potentially getting made fun of for doing stuff like that like if you want to be different you have to be different you have to train Ooh. different you have to prepare different and you have to go above and beyond most people are not the best at what they do most people have not been given the ability from god to like have the talent to be the best at, at what they are. There's only one person that can be the best, right? So how can you learn to be the best? You got to prepare differently. You just have to be smarter about it, do more. And, you know, having a little bit of a structure to be able to help you to do that goes a long way. And that's something I think you don't learn until you get older, <laughs> like a lot older, but you can always learn and you can always. Some would say if you give more, you will be more. Oh, really? I heard there's Someone. a domain name, gmbm.com now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking about embracing the grind today. I think it's just such a huge, huge, huge piece and component to being great at what you do. And, and not just that, but enjoying what you do. Before we do that, though, I really wanted to 
Um, thank everybody that reached out over the past week or so about my buddy Ray, who passed away, unfortunately, and very suddenly a few weeks ago. So we got the chance to go out to Vancouver last weekend for his funeral. And dude, it was like, I don't know, it's like the weirdest thing because it was one of the worst weekends of my life having to go and say goodbye to him but also like in in the same respect it was so great to just like be around so many people that loved him and we, there was like 12 of us from our team that ended up flying out there from all different parts of the US and Canada um just to pay our respects and and um like it was uh I don't know man a lot of crying a lot of laughing, a lot of just like a lot of beers, <laughs> to be honest, just kind of celebrating Ray and, and and who he was. And and I just want to thank everybody that reached out. Um, Like it, it means a lot. He meant a lot to me. He was one of my best buddies. He was my teammate, my roommate. We were co-captains together at Cornell. And, uh, you know, it just uh, it's a really, really, really sad time for, for all of us right now. And it's, you know, you get a lot of these well wishes and there's a lot of people that are thinking of you and, and not just me, but like Ray and his family and stuff, um, goes a long way. So thank you everybody to have reached out over the past week or so it's been, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough, but at the same time, it's been, um, it's been good just to, to kind of reconnect with so many people and, and celebrate the dude that he was. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I got to watch your, uh, your speech you gave at the funeral and it was extremely powerful, extremely powerful. I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah. It's uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through it. <laughs> I, didn't I mean, know I, I, was... I couldn't get through it. I was crying watching. It. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, like you, you just like you, you're doing the speech and you lock eyes with his wife or you lock eyes with one of his daughters and it's just like so heartbreaking. And um, yeah, like one of the last things I said was just like him and I, whenever we would, connect it would always be he's a girl dad just like i am he's got two little girls i got three little girls and we would always talk about how proud we were of, of who they are and who they're becoming and you know i'm I'm gonna miss those conversations for sure and he was a guy that like you know you met him at, at my wedding you guys both stood up in my wedding he just he just radiates positive energy man just absolutely radiates positive energy and um just the the life of room him and his wife they're both like really fun personable people and um yeah it was it was it was good like we got the chance to obviously go to the ceremony and the service and and everything like that but the last day that we were there we were able to go over to to their house and it was kind of like just me and a few of my teammates and and nicole his wife his his girls and his parents and nicole's parents it was just kind of like you know maybe 10 to 12 of us that were there and just reconnect and talk about stories about ray and and just relive a lot of the great times that we had with him and i still can't believe he's gone like this guy was like you man like he was just the he was just the epitome of what it meant to be physically fit um i told a story in in what i in my speech about him that like literally the first time that m came over to our hockey house when we were first started dating it was in the springtime and ray was walking around with a shirt on or with his shirt off and uh, right before she got there, I was like, dude, you got to go put a shirt on. <laughs> you're going to like, you're, you're, you're going to make a fool out of me here. So uh, he did. I laughed and it so hard when I watched that part this morning. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. And that's actually, that's a hundred percent true story. No, no word of a lie. Um, but yeah, man, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him so much. It was really cool. So he's a fireman now. So like for those that haven't listened or don't know much uh, about him, 
Um, he played pro hockey, played in the NHL. I think he had a handful of games in the NHL for Dallas. His first call up actually was on his birthday and he scored in his first ever NHL game. And so that was really, really cool. And then I think he played 10, nah, maybe not 10, but eight to 10 years, let's say of, of pro hockey at, at various different levels. And then he got into firefighting. He's just a guy that loves to give back and his brother-in-law and father-in-law are both firefighters. His brother's a firefighter. And I'll tell you what, like, so there was like this big reception after the funeral and uh, at this like bar or restaurant just to kind of celebrate Ray. And there must have been, I heard there was 800 firemen at the wedding. Just like you talk about how close you get on a team like of 800 firemen at the funeral at the funeral. Yeah. 800 of them. Whoa. And so they like line the streets, you know, it was, it was pretty touching to say the least. You know? And, um, so you really like, and then getting over to the bar restaurant, getting to have a couple beers with like the firemen, like it really is like you're right. And that's what Ray always used to say. He's like, it's just like being right back in a hockey locker room. The thing that we miss the most when we, when we stop playing. And so the best thing about like going out there and, and seeing that is just, you know, that Ray's family is going to be supported. There is a support system of firemen and community people that are going to take care of Nicole and, and the girls and, um, that GoFundMe page, uh, I, I want to thank everybody who contributed to that. I have to imagine there's people on the podcast that uh, that donated to, to Nicole. And, and we set a goal, or not we, but who, the person, it was actually Ray's uh, sister-in-law, um, was the one who started it. And they started with a goal of 50 grand, and they ended up raising over $350,000. That'll go straight to Nicole, uh, his, his wow. wife. And so they're going to be well taken care of here for, for the near future and, and just the hockey world and what I learned the fireman world together, like, man, just uh really, really special people. And it was great to be able to go out there and, and honor him and just see the support that he has from, from all of those different communities out there. So uh, yeah, very, very, very tough weekend for sure. Um, but just uh, great, great to see, great to see everybody that was out there and, and great to see the support that he gets. Something else, too, that I think is worth noting, you know, I think after a little while, some people get um, desensitized to those GoFundMes, you know, when, the, when they're for when they're for a good cause, dude, when you share them and stuff like you don't have to you don't have to give a ton of money. If you give a dollar, if you give five dollars, if you give ten dollars and then like everyone thought that way you know like that's that's the really cool power of those and like how so many people can contribute to make you know somebody's life better a hard time easier or something like that you know what i mean and so you know anybody out there who's who's like who sees those you know and if it's something that you're called to to, to donate to just remember like you don't have to have a ton of money to donate to those any any little thing helps so no question. No question. So thanks to everybody that reached out. Thanks to everybody that donated to that GoFundMe. It's uh it goes a long way for Ray and, and his support system and, and Nicole and and the girls and stuff. So um yeah. Tough tough week, man. It's a tough week all around. Yeah, that is yeah. But so now that we got you guys hooked and excited to listen to the podcast. <laughs> We'll I was hoping here. you were going to take the reason. Yeah. I didn't know how to transition. <laughs> yeah. So now, go ahead, man. You're the you're the host of the show, bro. I'm the talent. <laughs> oh, I'm I thought talent. you were going to keep going. I thought you no, were going to like I was a tra- I was be a the hostess with the mostess. No, I was transitioning for you to just slide in there and do what you do. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gotcha. So, okay. So I'm going to be the host here very quickly and I'm going to throw it right back to you with a very Deal. general question. And so, I don't know, I, I was just thinking about embracing the grind and and I've had the chance to reflect obviously with Ray passing away and the season ending just a couple of weeks ago, it's, it's time for some real big picture thinking and you don't get to do that as much during the grind. When you're in it, you're in it and you're doing everything that you can to survive and thrive as the uh, the season and, and the grind is going on. And and I think one of the things that we can do a much better job of as as leaders is to really kind of take a step back and and look at things from a, a 10,000 foot view. And, and that's something I really, really, really believe in. And I think we need to do much more of. But, um, you know, going back and, and taking a look, I, I want to like talk to you about your career as it relates to embracing the grind and having the chance to take a 10,000 foot view of your career and how successful it was, but also with all the ups and downs and twists and turns along the way, right? Like how do you view embracing the grind from just like your own experiences in the game? Because you had so many ups and downs and you played for so long that it is a grind, man. Like it's a hundred percent a grind, right? So as a player, just taking that ten thousand foot view, what what are your thoughts? I think that for me, you know, as you get older, you get smarter and smarter and smarter um, about your approach to the game, mindset wise, and daily approach. Uh, uh, you know, just literally every every way, everything you approach: nutrition, recovery, sleep, training, practices. Uh, warming up, like everything evolves, you know, as you get older, you get smarter, you dial in your, your details even more uh, that are specific to you and what you need to focus on. And when I started to, to break up the season, so instead of like, you know, go, being like, okay, I've got to, I've got to score, you know, 30 goals this year. And then every day, like, that's all I'm thinking about. Like when I broke that down into like daily, you know, like I have that number that's at the top. That's, that's like the ultimate goal. But like, that's not what, when I stopped focusing on that, like coming to the rink and being like, okay, I got to get, I got to get 20 more. Okay. I got to get 18 more. Okay. I got to get 15 more. Like, instead of like that, like, cause especially over in Europe, because when you're an import, like you're paid to score, like they don't hire a lot of imports that can't put up points in any league. Um, so there's a little bit more pressure on you, on me, as far as scoring in, in those years of my career, but no matter what my on ice play was, how I was playing the style, when I came to the rink every day and I broke down like that, that daily grind to like a day, like just win the day. When I started saying to myself, just win the day. And then like practice is over. I recover, you know, there's multiple things that I had to do to quote unquote win every day um, and grind through that day. When I broke it down to daily, those types of things, it made my life a lot easier. It also is a lot easier to build confidence because like it's every day you can win, you know? And so like, then you get a shot of confidence. So instead of like waiting all week and a lot of players will like base 
you know, if their their confidence, their feelings and stuff, they'll base it off of, did I get points this weekend or did I not? Was I a plus or a minus? How much playing time? Like you can't, you can't control all of those factors, but you can control how you show up every day and be like, I'm going to be the hardest worker in practice today. I will win every battle in practice today. And if I lose a battle, like somebody's going to feel it when they beat me. You know, so like when I switched my mindset to be like, I'm going to grind as hard as I can today and then recover as hard as I can, which to me is actually part of the grind, honestly, like because a lot of guys don't want to do that. They just want to take their gear off and leave. Dude, it's a grind to recover. It really is like to take care of yourself. That's a mental battle that every day you've got to do those things, even when you don't want to do them. When you break it down to one day at a time, for me, that was the easiest thing I did to uh to help me just throughout every year, you know? Absolutely. I think does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, totally, dude. There's something so very powerful about short-term goal setting. Short-term goal setting is is everything. And it's I mean, it's like the reason I bought that Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) You know, just right, right. Goals, daily reminders, and things like that. And um, just like equating it, you talked about it from an individual standpoint. So one of the coolest things that I've seen in, um, you know, my my playing career was my last year of junior hockey when Will Nickel was our head coach. And uh, Will is the director of player development for, for Vegas now. And he would split up our season into what he called Gino's. Gino Gasparini was the USHL commissioner at the time. And so I can't remember if it was five or 10 game segments, but yeah. like if it was 60 games in the year, it was like every five games you had to be three and one or three, one and one or something to that effect. I can't remember the exact numbers or three and two, whatever it was. And uh, just like every five games, we would reassess the goal. Like did we, and we had like a, you know, goals for goals against at above three and below two, whatever it was, I can't remember exactly, but just like little, little markers to, to break up the season. So it's not like a whole, because when you think about 60 games, that's a lot of games. games. You think about five games, in eight different segments. Nope. Right. Nope. 12 different segments. 12. <laughs> Cornell. Cornell. <laughs> 12, 12 different segments. Now it, it doesn't seem so much of like a Herculean task to get through the entire year. Now you're breaking it up. And, you know, if you hit your goals in, let's say, nine out of the 12, you're putting yourself in a really good situation. And, and also, it doesn't seem like so much of this huge thing. Right. It doesn't seem like such a monstrous task where then yeah. you get anxiety and nervous and you're like, oh, oh, and then a game, you know, games go by and you're like, oh, we got to, we got to do this in the next 58. And you're like, no, dude, break it up into five. Uh, did any coaches ever have you break up periods into five minute, like battles, five minute segments? No, but I saw something that I think Tampa Bay does that the lightning. Oh, I think Cooper I does that. Like when, when the first five and then the next five and then the next. Yeah. Five, five. I don't, I don't know what, where I picked that up, maybe it was Hastings. I mean, probably since he's, you know, he's pretty smart with tactical stuff, very smart with tactical stuff, but I don't remember, but somewhere in my career, when I was younger, I had a coach who would always be like, let's just win the first five minutes of the period. And then after that five back, okay, let's win the next five and just break it up into five minute segments. And so when I started coaching, when I retired those two years, when we would play hard teams, that's all I would say, boys, literally the rest of the game does not set. There's no second period. There's no third period. There's nothing after this first five minutes. Let's just go out there and win this five. 
And then when that's over, we'll go out there, we'll focus on winning the next five. And then how do we win the, the five? You know, obviously on the scoreboard, that's the goal. But we've got to do these, these things to win that five, you know, and uh, we had a lot, I, I had a lot of success and I could see the players like it was a lot easier for them to just think like, I'm going to go out there and work my ass off for, for these five minutes. Cause that's probably like two shifts each, you know, like may, maybe three, I don't know, depending on power plays, penalty kills. So it made it way easier in their head instead of them being like, Oh, we're playing Shattuck St. Mary's and they've spanked everybody nine to one. Well, like you're not going to lose nine by not by eight goals in the first five minutes, you know? So you could see, it's just like, let's just focus on this five. And that really, really, helped uh, both the 18s and the 16s team that I coached back then. Yeah. Short-term stuff, man. It yeah. just, uh, it, it, it allows you to get into the finer things and, and get away from like the, the big heavy, like crazy thought of how big, what we're doing is if, I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah. Well, and honestly, like, like I know you always chirp me cause I say it to you a lot, but like I, I work a lot and I work hard physically uh, um, a lot of the year. Like I put out a lot of, of energy and I burn a lot of calories every single day. And like when I first retired and I was like looking at my week, I would look at like week by week, you know? And now I stopped doing that because I'll just be like, I'll just put myself in a, in a blender, just like, Oh my God, I have all these things to do, you know? And so now literally it's day by day. I literally am just like, I'm going to smack today. And I don't even think about what I have to do tomorrow because if I do by day, by day, these three things we pray (laughs) to see thee more clearly to follow thee more nearly. Um, Oh, wow. You really know that. Bro, I know every line of every movie, um, but uh, hilarious. I worked out with my junior group this morning. I didn't have time to get my, my workout in. I accepted a call. I shouldn't have right when I got to the gym. So I just told the boys, all right, boys, I'm joining you today. So I joined the junior group. And while we were holding this really long uh, wall sit, I was, I was spitting out uh, meet the parents quotes and nobody got it. So then I spit out another uh. one. Look around the room, blank stares. I spit out another one nobody i got i get no laughs which which lines oh man like well obviously i used uh, i said it's just a game fucker you know (laughs) and they're just looking at me like not one not one child well children you know i got a college guy in there too so we're probably like 20 to 18 zero guys got it and i said okay you guys are a joke yeah i was pissed but anyways yeah, so breaking it up, breaking it up for like parents out there listening too. I'm, you know, I, some of you have so much on your plate. You got hockey practices, and some of you have two kids, or you have two kids playing different sports. So there's, you know, one of them's taking the daughter to gymnastics. Or you have three kids, or you have three kids, you know, and then you have work, and then you have parent duties, and you have, you know, all these things you have to do. So honestly, like, also a mind hack is like. Write out your schedule the night before. Look at what you got. Get your mind prepared. Go to ding, sleep. Ding, 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 ding. That is yeah. the biggest thing ever that will change your life. You write your schedule down for the next day. You write your goals down for the next day, the night before. I guarantee you it changes your life. Ooh, did you get that from Craig Ballantyne? Yes, 100%. Yeah, man. It changes everything. And then you can just attack your next day. Don't even worry about, you know, two days from now until the nighttime when you do that same thing. And then you just take a day. By day, by, by day. day. <laughs>
Oh God, I love it. Uh, okay, so definitely we're talking about setting short-term goals. We're talking about um, being able to break things up kind of into segments, whether it's day by day by day <laughs> or, um, you know, even hour by hour in a day. However, it you know, whatever floats your boat, right? Like just having the opportunity to, to break things up can really help to offset how gargantuan some things may seem, especially uh, hockey season. Uh, the next thing I do want to talk about, though, which I think can really help people to embrace the grind is you have to find a way to make it fun, right? Like finding a way to make it fun. And for me and probably a lot of other athletes, high performers, people, whatever, like competition, baby, competition. Oh, you make yeah. things into games. You make things into competitions. Time flies by a lot quicker. <laughs> Even if you're like uh, in a business, you're, you're a salesperson, like how many calls can I make in an hour? And do it with one of your colleagues and just yeah. see how many how many cold calls you can get through. I don't know if people cold call anymore, probably not that many people, but you know what I mean. Just like you can you can kind of make a competition out of anything. And when you do that, like it just it it makes it so much more fun. And when it's so much more fun, the monotony of every day doesn't seem like such a grind. You embrace it. Dude, one hundred percent. And and if you don't have anybody to compete against, like, you know compete against yourself oh yeah set a goal and be like can i beat this and then try and try and smack it out of the park you know and if you do then tomorrow set the goal just to set that bar just a little bit higher you know give it everything you got and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> give it everything you got i actually i don't think i talked about this here yeah, we I, go galaxy here we go <laughs> <laughs> i uh I uh, I saw David Goggins speak in person this weekend. Man. Oh, dude. Yes, I saw that on Instagram. How was that? First of uh, all, give a disclaimer for the people who don't know who David Goggins is first. Well, for the people who don't know who David Goggins is, get out from under the rock you're living under. Um, yeah, David Goggins, motivational speaker now. Uh, he was a Navy SEAL. He went into the Navy at like 290 pounds or something and said, I want to be a Navy SEAL. And they basically laughed in his face and like, you have no shot. And he almost killed himself multiple times going through buds and SEAL training, all that. And he finally made it on whatever attempt, you know, and he's written multiple books that, man, I, you know, I have I read one of them. I read yeah, one of them. Which really one good. can't hurt me? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, multiple. Remember. What was the name? Of, but yeah, I mean, it was an autobiography talking about all that stuff. A bunch of my guys have read his books and, you know, they, they love them. They, they find a lot of value in them and, and it gives them the mental fortitude to, you know, keep pushing through those hard times. Um, they all swear by him. And yeah, dude, he's a phenomenal speaker. Like his ability to uh, his ability to get his point across in a way that that, you know, really like wants you to like. So he spoke, we had a two hour lunch before the next speaker who was Andy Frazella. And I went home and worked out after a speech. <laughs> like I was, was up early that morning. Go, like, I was just like, man, I got to do something to get better. And I went, <laughs> went home. I got a 43 minute workout in and sauna. Go. Yeah. And, uh, and then went back for Andy Frazella who spoke and then Ed Milet. And for those of you guys that don't know who Ed, well, Andy Frazella is an absolute monster yeah but ed milet is like a legend dude ed milet is a savage he's the best speaker i've ever heard really in ever his a bit i cried forever. i have no shame 
Four. Yes, he asked four. I have zero shame saying that I cried because, like, in that room, tickets were five hundred up to fifteen thousand to go to this thing, wow. and there were some there were some heavy hitters there, like lots of millionaires, lots of tens of millionaires. Lots Did Frisella put it on? It's a Arate Syndicate. So Andy Frisella and Ed Milet started Arate Syndicate. It's a business coaching. Um, consultation group. Yeah. Um, and dude, you... that group of people, it's like this just like oh, just amazing. high performing, like the, the highest of highest of highest performing people in the entrepreneurship world. And I got um actually NAR was the one that put me up to um Joel Marion, who I think is maybe a part of that group, but might be, um, yeah. Yeah. And then like I think Craig Ballantyne is a part of that group. Probably, man. You know, it's, like it's... It's it, they, dude, like if you're not following these people on Instagram, you gotta follow these people on Instagram. Ed Mylett. Yeah. Ed Mylett's got Goggins, a great great Craig podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 Unreal, man. Dude, learned learned so much. And it's just like just gave me that drive. And I've had, you know, so that was on Saturday. And I've I've had like the biggest week for online training. Like I've I've, you know, today's Thursday that we're recording this. So from Saturday to Thursday, like it's crazy what's happened this week. Dude, so, so can I cut you off really quick right here? Because yeah. this is something I don't think we talk about enough. Not like we, as in you and I, but just in general, is that like there's something powerful too about just being inspired. And oh, yeah. And like inspiration comes in many different ways. But honestly, like, journaling is a good one but also like youtube is a free easy way to get inspired Mm -hmm. as as crazy and crappy youtube can be it it also holds some huge value if you're watching like the right stuff and there's so many amazing inspirational videos. it could be like a kobe bryant thing or a michael Mm -hmm. jordan thing or a Sidney crosby Mm -hmm. thing or a david goggins thing i mean there's so many people out there that have these unbelievable stories and like one thing that i try to do every day before i go into work or like I'll, I'll watch, I'll try to watch a YouTube video just to like, get me going, you know, because oh, it is yeah. like, and that's part of embracing man. the grind. That's yeah, part I, of embracing the grind. hundred percent doing whatever you need to do in that moment. And, you know, month five of the season, month three of the season, the third week of preseason training when you're dead and you just want to play a game and you're getting roasted with two a days or whatever, like, like that, is embracing the grind and you're figuring out a way to hack your mind so that you can get yourself through it and, and get better through that time, even though you're tired or it's hard or you've got injuries or whatever it is like that to me is embracing the grind, doing what you need to do to bring your best self to today. Let me put a disclaimer on that though, because what I think a lot of people do is they embrace the grind when the grind gets really hard and they haven't, like put a routine in. So it's like you're on a slump, right? You're on a slump of 10 games. So then what do you do? You go back to the basics and you watch the YouTube video to get inspired. You you put the routine together, you shoot a hundred pucks, yada, 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 yada. Then you have a little bit of success and then you stop doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, don't like, don't be inspired when you're not inspired, be inspired every day. Like make it a part of your plan, make it a part of your routine. I'm sure everybody out there that's listening has gone through in their ups and downs and and just learning about who you are and what makes you tick and what makes you great. A a lot of times we fail because we fail to prepare and we fail to put the necessary steps in place to get us to where we want to go. We just, 
we we do the inspiration stuff when we need to be inspired. When at the end of the day, like it should be a steady inspiration. <laughs> if that makes right. any sense, right? Like uh-huh. get out of bed in the morning and and do something that's going to inspire you. But you got to do it every day. You can't just wait until you're not feeling well. You can't just wait until you're in a slump. It's got to be something that you do every day, every damn day. It's all every about day. consistency. And I don't I. It's uh, like I wrote down like notes for each speaker, right? And then like the Q and A. So like I know who said what, but I did. I wrote this one note down. Aren't you taking notes again? Ah, uh, yeah. And I and I couldn't. I d- I don't know who said it. I think it was Goggins. He said momentum is a magnifier, and if you don't have it, create it artificially and uh, until like it's it's real. And I just. I think a lot of people need to hear that, you know, and we talked about it before and like the, the, the saying, like, fake it till you make it. And like, you know, I, I, I do believe in that, but not, not in like the way that a lot of people take that, you know, but I think that if you're in a season right now, or you're having a day where there's no momentum, like find a way to get a win. I don't care what it is. Find a way to get a win for yourself, not for anybody else, for yourself. It could be like, you know, dropping down and being like, I'm going to rip 20 push-ups." If you're somebody who never works out and then keep your promise to yourself, do those 20 freaking push-ups, no matter how hard they are for you. And then you get up and you got to win. Well, that just built some momentum that built a little bit of confidence, you know, and then it's just, things are going to start to steamroll from there. And it's like every day, just find ways to stack wins. Cause that builds confidence. Momentum just keeps you going, takes you to the next thing, takes you to the next thing. It's so true, man. I had a junior coach, his say, he said it like every day, every day you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> I had that written in my, in, in my stall at Western. I had Did it you? written on my board at Western, my first year, years pro that was everywhere in my apartments. Cause Dave Krisky used to say that to me oh, all yeah. the time. And so like every day we'd be looking at each other saying that. And if like one of us was like, ah, I'm not going to stretch tonight. The other guy would be like, Every day you get better, get worse. I guess you're getting worse. Then, okay, can't guilt me. Let's go, you know, like that type <laughs> of thing. So I guess that's another thing we should talk about is is the value and the importance of of bringing people along with you Ooh, yeah. and, 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 you know, holding like each it. other accountable when you're talking about the grind of the season. You know, if you're going to the cold tub, grab a guy, you know, so now next time after practice, when you're like, oh, I'm tired, I'm beat up, I got beat up this weekend. I just want to go home and sleep like, no, dude, your buddy's going to grab you and say, all right, it's time to cold tub, you know, like whatever that may be. So doing things together with teammates and people who are like minded and have the same goals as you like find those people and then stay with them because you will you will be there for each other when you both need it. Uh, I've said a few things that I feel like can be powerful for people in this. One of the most powerful things is having an accountability buddy. Yeah, buddy. An accountability buddy can, uh, to be honest, like, again, very, 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 very few people, if any, I will say, are self-motivated enough to be great at what they do. I don't know if there's anybody out there. There might be a few. There might be a few. But at the end of the day, if you are somebody that, especially as a part of a team, but you can do this in individual sports as well with somebody that means a lot to you, You don't want to let them down or whatever it may be like having that accountability buddy will 100% make you do more than what you would have done if you were just by yourself. If you go to a gym and you're by yourself or you go to a gym 
and you're with somebody else, a hundred times out of a hundred, you are going to work harder and do more when you're there with somebody else rather than just yourself. Um, that's why coaching is such a powerful thing too. It's just, it's just a like built in accountability. That's why all of the high achievers in the world all have coaches in every discipline, in business, in, in everything. And so just having that accountability structure. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's such a massive thing for anybody that wants to just be really, really dialed in at what they do. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, sorry, just had a little, uh, little cough there. Little cough, little cough. The black lung pop. Little sickness going through the, uh, the Scott household right now. Again, three, three girls, three young ones, different schools, <laughs> different daycares, oh, all going turns. through it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then as the parent, you are the one that is the recipient of all of the sicknesses that are going through. So, mm. um, okay. Another thing I want to talk about, talked about it a little bit before perspective, 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 perspective. When you talk about embracing, embracing the grind, let's talk from a hockey standpoint right now. Oh, I got to go to the rink again today. I'm, I feel like I'm burnt out. Oh, man, I have to go to the rink because I got practice or I got to train or whatever it is. No, 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 no. I get to go to the rink, baby. I get to go to the rink. I am privileged enough. I am lucky enough that I have this opportunity right here in front of me to get to go to the rink. Not I have to go to the rink. I get to go to the rink. And if you think about it, if you have some perspective, you're pretty darn lucky to be able to be doing the things that you're doing, even though it seems like it's pretty hard at the time. There are a lot of other people out there who don't have the same opportunities that you do. And when you have some perspective and you have some really just like broad view of of where you're at and have some gratitude for those things, that is a very, very powerful thing. I think it, it goes back to some of that inspirational kind of thing. And it can really, really help you to embrace that grind that we're talking about today. Dude, it's everything. It's like, I think that more people need to put a little bit less of their mental focus on like hockey and like all that stuff and zoom out 10,000 foot view and think about more of of this stuff because your, your product on the ice as a player or as a coach or as a, as a team manager, you know, inside the rink, like it will all stem from your attitude as you go in the rink. So if you go in the rink and you got a poopy attitude and you're like, God, I don't want to practice today. Oh, oh, well, guess what? Literally where your mind goes, energy flows. Now you're going to have a poopy practice. You're going to have poopy energy out there. Even if you're good at, at quote unquote, hiding it or, or being able to get yourself up deep down because your, your self-talk and even people who are, who are saying this out loud, which then affects the team vibe and the team energy, you're going to the rink saying those things. Like you're not going to be as good as you could be. You're not going to do every little detail that you need to be focusing on, on the ice. You're, you're just not, it's not possible from a psychology standpoint. So it's like, you, you have to switch that, flip that script and I'm not saying you're never going to have days where you don't want to go to the rink, but don't speak it into existence. Don't say that, you know, change the, 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 the words you use when you're speaking about yourself and others and things you have to do. Like very simple example. I don't have to, I get to like literally like it'll change your life. It, it's you start it's the, practicing that on a daily basis. It'll change your life, man. Dude, it's the little thing ever, you know, by the fourth month of the off season, 
and I'm grinded and I've lost 15 pounds because I'm working so much. And I like this stuff, like there's days where it's hard for me to like put out what I got to put out. And if I go in there and I say to myself, oh, I have to get in there today and do whatever. Like, no, no, I'll be poopy. I'll be poopy. But if I'm my mindset when I walk in is like, I get to, I get to be here. I get to work with the best athletes in my city. I get to do this. I get to do this job every day instead of wearing a suit and sitting in a stuffy office. Cause that's just not me. I could never do that. Like I get to bam. I just gave myself energy perspective. I'm ready to go in there and mess the day up, like kill it, you know? And it's yeah. so simple. It's so simple guys. But it's not easy to always remind yourself to do these things. So if you start doing them, I literally promise you, you will see a massive change in your performance levels. Simple, but not easy. That yeah. is everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's so true, man. Like you want to get healthier, eat healthier, work out, sleep, drink yeah. water. Hmm. Oh, dude, that reminds <laughs> like, me. That reminds me of the best David Goggins story of all time. What all is right. It? So, so the other podcast I do with my buddy, Mark, who owns Omen coffee, by the way, if anybody out there is a, is a coffee snob like myself, um, and likes really good coffee, check out Omen coffee. Um, unbelievable. They got a website, omencoffeeco.com. I think check them out. Um, so Mark, when he used to work at first form, David Goggins came up there and he was a heavy hitter at first form. So he was hanging out, you know, whatever. And Andy, Frizzella, the owner of First Form, is hanging out with Goggins, and he's like, "Hey, Mark, come over here." And he's like, "David, you got to meet my buddy Mark." He's like, "This guy's crazy. He he's not a runner, whatever." And he took a challenge the day before um, to do a hundred mile run, and he's not a run, like doesn't run. Mark's Mark's like he, he's a yeah, like the mental toughness on this guy is insane, right? And so um, he had he had already done it, and Goggins was like, "Oh yeah, how'd it go? Did you finish?" Um, or, or Mark said, you know, yeah, I decided to take the challenge because I had just read your book. I read what you did on your first one. So, uh, this like really famous, um, uh, marathon guy invited Mark and he was like the night before he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. So he just ran, went out there and did it. And I think he ran like 60 miles, right. He didn't make the hundred. And so Goggins is like, oh yeah, did, you know, you like the book, like, you know, whatever. And Mark's like, yeah, it inspired me to say yes to that challenge. And then Goggins goes, well, did you finish it? the hundred miles he was alluding to. And Mark goes, nah, I got 60. And Goggins goes, yeah, that shit's real easy to read. Right. And then walked <laughs> away and then walked away. Like, like, yeah, it's easy to read that. I ran a hundred miles, not so easy to do it. And I was like, wow, that's so gangster. That is pretty gangster. Pretty cool. Huh? Yeah. That shit's real Straight easy talker. to read. Right. Straight talker. If you can ever find yep. one. Yep. Pretty cool. That's funny. That's I funny. Know. Okay, I got uh, I got one more thing. Hi. Okay, we're talking about embracing the grind, how we can help to embrace the grind. Literally, you have to embrace that it's a grind. I think a recognition that life is hard, a recognition that anything worth doing is never easy, is the first step to all of this. Because what ends up happening, and this is why so many people quit, so many people fail, is that they go into things with expectations that it's not going to be hard. Um, mm -hmm. or they get, you know, punched in the face real quick and you got to hit that first little bit of adversity. Right. And so I think when you go into something, you set a goal, you're, you're on a journey, whether it's a season, a career, whatever it may be, just, just the recognition that if you want to do something special, if you want to accomplish things, it's going to take time. 
It's going to take effort. It's going to take a lot of ups. It's going to take a lot of downs. And just understand that that's a part of the process of your growth. And it's part of the process of figuring out and and ultimately getting to achieve what you want to do. Yeah. Right. So just that, that, that recognition, that embracing of it, like it, it's hard, man. Like it's hard. Everything worth doing is hard. And so I, I just think that's a big part of it going into it with that mindset of like, I know I'm going to have to face adversity here. I know I'm going to have to show resilience at times to get through some of the tough times. Every championship team has always talked about one, two, three, four times during a season where it was looking bleak, (laughs) you know, like it was looking really, really bleak. And like every championship team that's won dynasties has lost for two or three years, right? Before in the playoffs, before they end up winning, uh, in like you, everybody's seen that last dance, the bulls dynasty, like they couldn't get past the Pistons. And, and like, I just think you have to fail before you succeed. It's an, it's a necessary part of the process. And if we embrace that fact, and when we do end up failing, we just understand that it's a part of the bigger picture to make us better of who we are and at what we do, that goes a long, long way to embracing the grind of of life of of everything that we do dude a hundred percent and and another part of that too is and i've talked about this on the podcast before i remember when i was starting my training company i was probably in like my third year third off season where i'd come home from europe and uh and you know take clients on and i had some midget players who were pretty good players and i remember just being in there listening to them their season just ended and the drafts were about to happen for the nahl and the ushl and them just like talking like yeah i'm i'm sure i'll get drafted into the u show and i'll play there for a year and then i'll go d1 and and i remember like just uh-huh. letting them t- letting them talk you know <laughs> letting them talk letting them talk and then i was like i laid the hammer down and i was just like guys i don't think there were new clients at that summer i was like i don't think you guys understand how how hard it is to make it a just to the ushl and you know let's not call it the u show let's call it the ushl please there's only one show don't don't uh (laughs) don't downgrade the show by calling another league the show there's one show uh and and, uh you know i put them in the and they were like yeah well if i don't don't be in the ushl go to ohl and i'm like guys guys you know and then they're telling me oh yeah if you rip up the ushl you'll be in the nhl in like a year or two (laughs) oh my god yeah and i was like uh i was like you know into my like fifth six year pro at the time and i'm like guys guys i got i don't know who you're getting your information from you know i don't know where this is coming from but we gotta talk and i sat him down and i laid it out for him yeah was it you who i was looking at i know i don't think i think it was when we were i was in the office at, at, at michigan we were looking at stuff and if you take like the national program out of the USHL, like the Matthews's and the Kachucks and Canes and all those people, how few players from like the top 10 scorers of the USHL actually end up either playing in the NHL or having an legit NHL career? It is so few. It wow. is so few. And I, maybe next podcast, I'll, uh, I'll look into it and do some like actual. I would love to look at the trend of that, though, too. Like, how far are you talking back? Because now the USHL, like, it was good when we played in, obviously. For sure. But like, and and the, it's the, the it, level it, it of wasn't, junior hockey. I now thought that, too. Was, I thought that, too. 
Um, but you got to remember, like most people, if not all, are going to college for three to four years right. before they end up playing pro hockey. Yeah. And even even then, like you have to rip up college hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that's another thing. Like people don't understand how few players that even get drafted end right. up with NHL careers. Like right. v- very very few. And like, you know, obviously if you're in the first round, you have a much better chance and every round you go, it it just like decreases and decreases and decreases. But man, like it's hard. And that talk about embracing the grind and, and wanting to set short-term goals. Like if you're a 16 year old and obviously there's the, the carrot at the end of the rainbow, right? Playing in the NHL. That's the dream. That's the ultimate. Is that a goal. saying? Carrot at the no, end of the rainbow? No, I don't rain. think so. Like pot of gold merged. at the end of the rainbow? I feel like you that was bad. Yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, that didn't make any sense. What the heck is a carrot doing at the end of a rainbow? <laughs> I love it. Let's go Who with it. Who says that? Who says that? Um, anyway, but like it is, man, like it's a, it's a decade long grind from, or maybe less, a little bit less of a decade from like junior hockey through college into pro because you're probably playing in, in the minors for a little bit before you get up there. It's just such a, so minuscule. But if you do, like if you learn to embrace it, understand that it's hard. And that's where like, the 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 beauty of what you said and what those kids talking like they don't embrace the grind right they think it's going to be easy yeah first step hey, like dude, you said it is easy yeah first step like you said is acknowledging like what i want to do isn't easy and just like made to ushl that's not easy just you know getting a, playing college hockey at the ncaa level that's not easy you know mm-hmm. like First step is acknowledging that because when you acknowledge that, then that requires you to talk to yourself and say, well, if it's that hard, that means I've got to put in work. You know, if you're telling yourself it's easy, that's an excuse to let yourself off the hook for all of the work that it's going to take. And then unfortunately you'll look back and be like, well, I didn't really work at all for that. I just said I wanted it, you know? So the first step is acknowledging this is my goal. This is a very hard goal to attain. So I've got to do everything I can to embrace that grind and make these dreams come true. For sure. For sure. And and last but not least, I'm going to go kind of along what you said earlier about surrounding yourself with people. Like you have to be a part of a group where there's people with positive energy around you. You oh, have to be like to. energy is contagious. Energy is a hundred percent contagious. Positive energy is contagious. And negative energy is contagious and surrounding yourself with the right people. I say it all the time is the most important job that you have on this earth (laughs) It's the most important job you have on this earth. Surround yourself with good people. So I think um, that's a huge part of it. And I'm glad you brought that up, Jeffrey. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So this was fun. This is good. What do you think? I love, I love when we just like talk about these things. Like I love all the podcasts, but we just like talk openly and we're just riffing and going back and forth and just trying to give the listeners, uh, you know, an insight into different things that we picked up along the way and seen not only in our own careers, but, you know, the careers of hundreds of players under our, you know, uh, tutelage or whatever, whether that's coaching, training, all the above. Yeah. You like that word. Hey, I see a smirk. I see a smirking over there. Tutelage. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Ask me to ask me to spell it. And I will say, no, actually, try. Um, try. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to try Dude, You know what <laughs> the, the one, so there's two things I've noticed that I, that I you know, I kind of deal with. with Dude, you're going to be blogging stuff. now. You're going to be blogging. You got to. Yeah, but there's spell check. Um, <laughs> That's true. My, my vocabulary. I've always had a pretty good vocabulary. My dad's like, uh, he's almost actual, an actual genius, like with his IQ score. 
Um, I always did well in school, not a big deal. But uh, ever since my concussions, one thing that is definitely I have noticed is like spelling. Like I forget how to spell words. Like, and I like one spelling bees, like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, I was gonna say that was a lot of years right there. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was I was a savage um at spelling. Savage What's speller. Savage, savage speller. speller. Don't you forget it, listeners. That's going on his spell. Instagram profile. That's that's in his bio. Rip yeah, hockey, no, but, savage speller. Well, now now it's embarrassing speller. Like I literally like I misspell words all the time and I catch myself and I'm like, wow, man. Like, and I can't remember how to spell some words that I definitely should remember how to spell. So that is kind of crazy. But anyways, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I, I think we were wrapping things mode. up. We were yeah. wrapping things up. <laughs> well, anyways, hope you guys like this episode out there. Uh, we keep putting out fire every week like we have for years. If you're digging it still. And please share us, like it, write reviews, share it with your uh, your organization, teams, coaches, players, parents, refs, even, you know, whoever. Uh, we're just out here trying to help the hockey world. Got to give the refs a little bit of love. And they're taking a beating right now with the NHL playoffs. So, yeah, you know, like people need to chill the hell out. The refs have always been the refs. I mean, yeah, you want good refing, obviously. But like, come on, guys, like, let's grow up here. <laughs> they're not Absolutely. they're not robots everything's not black and white you know it's not like spelling where it's there's right and there's wrong and it's just like boom it's very clear cut like they're playing the fastest game on earth when you slow-mo the cameras down to like 0.0001 frames per second obviously it's easy to make the right call when guys are flying around at 20 miles an hour and there's 12 guys on the ice plus four reps it's it's a, it things are hard to call so like do give them just a slight break there you go. There you go. Uh, before we go, have a few people to thank. Want to thank Gelsticks, our title sponsor, GELSTX.com. Go there for your best weighted training sticks. Thank you to Train Heroic, Jeff's training app that he literally changed thousands of people and teams on there. And uh, it's rolling. You heard him talk about it earlier. A lot of people are coming on board. Head a lot of over. organizations. Thank yep. you to everybody reaching out. Yep. Head on over to your app store, grab Train Heroic, look up Rip Talkie, right? R-I-P-T, Rip Talkie, Jeff Vecchio. Uh, thank you to Cured Nutrition, Change Jeff's Life, CBD company, uh, has a GMBM code if you want to get a discount on some CBD stuff. Thank you to IceHockeySystems.com, the premier site for all your coaching education needs. Head on over there, look for the associations tab, get it, because we've partnered with them with it. And you can get it for all the coaches and parents and players within your organization. And like always, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you for tuning in for yet another week. Uh, we love you guys. We continue to embrace this grind of a podcast. Somebody asked me today how many how long we've been doing this. We've been doing this four and a half years now, man. And wow. uh, yeah, and we've only missed, what, like two or three weeks in those four years or something like that. <laughs> I so mean, our, consi <laughs> our consistency level, I'll, I'll pat ourselves on the back is pretty damn high. Not terrible. Not terrible. As our strength coach at Cornell used to say, not terrible. <laughs> uh, but thank you everybody. Really appreciate all your love and support. We hope you have a great week. Go embrace that grind.